All right, Justin. A, B, C, D, or E? C. Okay, so C is random movie trivia. Hmm. You know, I think interesting. I need to do more homework. I need to be prepared for these things. Um, oh, I've got a small, just the tiniest bit of like a little thing with that. Um, the movie Halloween ends the next one in the Halloween trilogy, the new trilogy. Um, it is actually going to go to both uh, Peacock and theaters at the same time. They said that they had a really good response mm. to doing it like that. And they're going to keep it for at least this, this movie. So, you know, which is kind of funny because you have like services like HBO, which ever since they got bought by Discovery, their CEO is gutting HBO Max now, just gutting it left and right. Because if it's something that's they can deem as a loss or hasn't aired yet or hasn't been shown yet, they can write it off on their taxes and make the shareholders some more money real quick. And that's what he openly said (laughs) they're doing, you know. That's that's why they said they're not releasing the Batgirl movie. It's solely because they can just write the whole movie off on their taxes as a $90 million loss as long as they never show it. You know? Wow. Things like that. And it's just like, you know, I understand that media companies are difficult right now because you do spend so much money now. You have no idea if you're going to get back anything on your return. But is that the world we're coming to now? just gutting shit left and right when all your competitors are doing the exact opposite of you. Yeah. Is that really the strategy you need to go with right now with one of the most popular streaming services out there? I want to say HBO even passed Hulu. HBO was either second or third in popularity of streaming services. And they go, fuck, it's not successful enough. It's also one of the most expensive naturally. Because it came out as 15 bucks, like starting. It took Netflix like eight years to get to $15. Now, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Netflix is absorbently expensive at this point. But it took them a while to get to that expensive. And people still didn't give a fuck because of the high value that the HBO name comes with. And they're just gutting the fuck out of it now. I think they're going to start getting some bad returns on it. And dude, I'm not going to, I wouldn't be surprised if they get sold again. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Amazon ended up buying it. Because Amazon would love to own HBO right now. Man, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that too. Dude, think about this. That would essentially make the boys an HBO show. Which it in in a lot of ways it is, you know? Yeah, it already is. Yeah. It's one of the closest shows from another service that I've seen to an HBO quality show. So I can't wait for Jeff Bezos to buy HBO. And I'm not even a pro Jeff Bezos guy. I think he's a scumbag. But like fuck Jeff Bezos, save us. Save us from this (laughs) discovery madness. And what they're doing to my precious HBO. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've really never had a bad thing to say about something with the HBO label. Like, even if it's a show I don't like or anything like that, 
HBO just makes so many different things up for all kinds of people. And it's just high quality. Even, even their lowest quality shit is still better than most people's shit. And I'm just like, the HBO name is just one of the few things in this world that I still have that means something to me. I'm not going to lie. Don't be surprised if by the time I die, I've just got an old school HBO staticky screen tattoo. You know that when it would be like, it makes yep. HBO. Don't be surprised if I get that. Don't be surprised if I actually have above it the even older logo. You remember when it would do that thing and it'd be like panning over the city at night and all this other stuff yeah. and then come up and it'd be like HBO. I like that one. Yeah, man. Never forget that. I might have to get that version of the logo too. Like there's just the name home box office just resonates with me. I know it's one of the most dependable things like, man, Oh, it's an HBO series. Oh, I know it'll be good. Or at least it'll be decent. I mean, the thing is, even though, even if there's shows I don't like, like the show girls, I didn't like the show girls. You know why it was fine though? Other people liked it. So I'm like, cool, have your stuff. Cause there's still like eight other things on HBO. I like, so I'm like, cool. You have your thing. You watch it. That's fine. There's still eight other things I like. So it didn't affect me at all that I didn't like girls because there's still so much other quality content on HBO. I'm like, yeah, all right. They just made it for, you know, I'm not the demographic. Totally fair. Sex in the city. I know Justin, I know you watched all of sex in the city. Didn't you? Yeah. The original run of it. Yeah. The original run. I really enjoyed that show. Did you, did you watch the newest season? And this is that. No, I heard so many horror stories. Um, I heard, actually, I heard it was kind of bad. But um, but but I do plan on getting to it eventually. You know me. We I, we got to complete shit, so I'm yeah. probably gonna wind up watching it. Yeah. I actually only watched the newer one. I never watched any of the old Sex in the City. <laughs> that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Man. <laughs> like I've only watched never, season eleven. Do it. Oh, <laughs> well. I mean, it kind of felt like, you know, it was sort of. It wasn't necessarily a continuation it was a continuation of the original series but, but it's kind of a, it kind of a whole fresh its own fresh new thing so i felt like i could come into it and it was fine that i didn't watch the other stuff for it you know and that's fair but like and my whole point with that is is like never once watched sex in the city don't even care to like it's just not something that ever piqued my interest but you know what glad i had a great little run on hbo because there were seven other things on at the same time that I watched those. You know, it's just HBO is something for everybody, even the children's Sesame Street is on HBO. I mean, there is something for everybody on that. Dude, I used to watch so much of what was that? What was oh shit? Like happily ever after? It was HBO just doing like children's fairy tales. Yeah. I, remember, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Dude, that show is fucking great. That was cool. That I, was a good show. You know what? I'm going to remember this show called Dream On where the guy would. Like people would be talking to him and all of a sudden he would his mind would remember some scene from a movie or some scene from a TV show or something like that. 
and the act and like it would cut to like a movie scene and then the actor or the actress would say exactly what he's thinking. It was a neat kind of show. Yeah. I want, is that even on Max? Can you even watch that now? I don't it, know. it probably was until like four days ago when they got everything. Uh, but the thing is, anyway. is, they actually might not gut that because they can't claim that on their taxes because it's so old. Um, yeah, probably. To claim a I mean, show, I was a kid when I watched that show. Yeah, to claim a so. TV show on your taxes, essentially, it has to be like the year it aired. Mm. You can't do it like two years later and say, nope, I lost. No, you can do it the year it aired. But you mm. have to pull it. You can never show it again at that point. So, wow. Uh, like one of the things they've done is they pulled a lot. Like there was actually a children's tonight show on there. The not so late show with Elmo was on HBO max. They actually pulled it. Um, the good news with that is though, is because of the the rights, the way they did it with HBO, it's on YouTube for free. Like the, like HBO gets mm-hmm. the new content from Sesame street. But then after like a year, it goes to YouTube for free. Like that's the deal because it is still public broadcast and yeah, HBO gave them a ton of money, you know, but I think that, and I, and I love that HBO made that deal because Sesame street needs to be accessible to everybody. It's fucking Sesame street. You can't take it off. And I think PBS even gets the rights to air it when it goes on YouTube too. PBS then gets the rights then too. So I'm like, okay, that's smart. Like HBO gets it. Everybody needs access. They just want the first run of it. That's fair. As long as ultimately everybody gets to watch Sesame Street, that's all that matters to me. Not that I watch it, but you know what I mean. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's important to children. Like, we all grew up on Sesame Street. Yeah. You know, it's it's an institution at this point. You know, so so I'm I'm glad that that was the setup they had with it. And so Discovery can't fuck them over that much. But like, but like I was saying with that, that happily ever after show, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That's probably one of those shows that like on a fundamental level, when I was a kid that made me actually interested in other cultures because it would be your normal fairy tales, but they would do it through the lens of another culture, you know, and stuff like that. And yeah. And just by being like, exposed to things like that as a kid it makes you interested in those things and it makes you you know care about those stories and i think that that's why now i am the way i am and i love seeing those stories now as an adult and i think that that was part of me growing up with that you know and it makes me sad because they're cutting back on the the children and animated programming on hbo with this whole thing and i'm like i hope they don't really get rid of too much of that shit you know like because there was some high quality educational and, and kid f- uh, friendly programming on HBO as weird as it may sound. It, they've got Tony Soprano on one end, fucking a guy up. They've got sex and dragons with game of Thrones. And now, and they've got just high quality family programming too. See, that's <laughs> why I love HBO. Yep. It just, it hits all of it. So I hope, I hope they, I hope they level out. I hope, I hope some people cancel their subscription. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, I just, I can't, but I hope other people do. 
And so they go, oh, shit, we're doing the wrong thing. And they stop it. That's why I want people to cancel their HBO subscriptions, even though I can't. I will be perfectly honest. I won't be one of them, but I want other people to. I'm addicted to it. It's my drug. I can't quit HBO. Even though it feels like it might be quitting me at the moment. I can't quit HBO. But I hope other people do and they learn their lessons and they go back to just being what we all know and love. What See, was all the that- original what was the original like point that you were making with Justin? Like I'm trying to remember what started this conversation. Oh, because Halloween is going to Peacock. Oh, and so right. yeah. I segued into HBO's cutting a bunch of shit when everybody else is going. Because like HBO, dude, and I know I know Christopher Nolan hated it, but I mean I think that that's one of the things that helped HBO. Pandemic was happening, and they yeah. were like, "Look, we're gonna throw shit in theaters and on HBO Max same day," because you know what we understand shit's crazy right now, and we'd rather our movies get watched than not. I thought that was a solid premise. And I think, you know, NBC, you know, Universal experimented a little bit with that with the last Halloween and they're continuing it because they were like, no, it actually worked out for us. We made good money on the box office, but a lot of people streamed it and a lot of people signed up for it, watched it and then kept Peacock. So, you know what? We're going to continue that model. I think that's super solid and smart. That's why. So. That's what we got on my rant about HBO. Yeah, no, it just kind of, I was just trying, my my train of thought got lost because I was like, wait, what were we talking about with the, like what started oh, this conversation? It took me a little bit to remember too because I think in the last part of my <laughs> rant, I'm like, wait, how the fuck did we get here? This is not where <laughs> yeah. it started. Although I learned an interesting piece of trivia sort of related, well, related to the movie we're talking about today. Are you encroaching on my my game? I just, I was engaging in it. Since it has to do with the movie, mm-hmm. let's wait. That's all. okay. If it was something else, I'd lead to it. But since it's with the movie, how about this? Is it a spoilery piece of trivia? No. Okay. Then you know, uh, bring it up during your little your your non spoilers. Then I was going to say, if it was spoilery, I will let you start spoilers with it. Is why I was asking. Cool. But yes. Since it's related to the movie, let's save it. You know. I'm intrigued. I wonder what it is. It's not even like a real crazy thing. Just something I learned. Mm -hmm. So it's not quite a golden nugget. It's just like a little. Little interesting fact. uh, Just a little pebble in. God, all I can think about is getting an HBO tattoo now. This whole episode, that's all I'm going to just be like, I'm probably going to be looking up different HBO logos to find out which one I'm going to do. And then I've got to figure out where I'm going to put it. Oh, man. Or you might wind up doing some cool amalgamation of all your favorite ones. Dude, what if I took like, like I pick my three favorite HBO logos and do one letter from each? Yes. Oh, man. That's it. (sighs) Yeah, that's it. Fuck this episode. I'm just going to be thinking about that. Just, you know, let me know when it's time for me to talk again. I'll just be thinking of HBO logos. 
Oh, man. All right, let's get into this fucking movie. Hmm. You know what won't get cut until... Uh, I can't say that. We might end up getting a new theme song at some point. We've, yeah. This is our third one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say we won't do it. We're already on number three. But... No, it is not planned to be cut anytime soon. This theme song. Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And yes, I am looking at HBO logos right at this moment while I talk. See, I will even show HBO logos. What the fuck was I saying? As always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And tonight we will be talking about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with the brand new movie, The Beast. Or is it just Beast? A Beast? Some Beast? Just Beast. Huh? Just Beast. Just Beast. We will be talking about Just Beasts. We will go spoiler-free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler-centric section. And there will be time codes in the description to allow you to jump around if you so need to. That includes this podcast and YouTube. And with all that, I guess, Heather, go ahead and uh, tell us your spoiler-free thoughts about Just Beast. Well, um, my non-spoiler fun fact was um, apparently Idris Elba's daughter um, auditioned for the role of one of the daughters in this and she did not get it because the people told her that she didn't have enough chemistry with her dad. <laughs> so I that was kind of interesting. I did hear that. Damn. I heard that story. Oh, you did hear about that. Yeah, okay. but that no, but that, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I forgot as soon as yeah, you started, I'm as soon like, as you ooh. said his daughter, I was like, Oh, I know the story, but yeah, I completely, I, I had forgotten about it though. So thank you. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of rough. <laughs> like that you don't have, like that kind of chemistry with your own father to like play the daughter. It's kind of rough, but anyway, um, this movie is honestly for me, pretty much definition of a mediocre movie. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I will say Idris Elba is definitely the best part of the movie. Um, but it's, it's very, not that you really need it to be a very complicated storyline or plotline or whatever it's very basic in that way and that's fine you don't need it to be more than that for this type of movie um so yeah it was it was okay um as far as you know what what they were doing with the storyline but they've just done this type of movie better in other movies I guess you could say um it's not I just don't think the storyline I don't think the situations in which the the characters are placed are captivating enough to really make you super invested in this movie fully at any point um there are some parts of it where you're just like okay what's about to happen but 
I just was not fully invested. And part of it might be because I think it was a fairly predictable movie in a lot of ways. There's a couple of things that um, I saw playing out a little differently, but I do think it's a very run of the mill, predictable movie about, you know, a family trying to not get destroyed by a lion, you know? So I think it's kind of, I don't know if there really is a run of the mill situation for that movie, but if it, there were, this would probably be it. Like there's nothing really stand out about this movie in any sort of way. But um, again, I mean, I I've definitely seen worse movies. Um, I, I probably wouldn't put it up there as like a action adventure thriller, whatever type of movie that I would watch again necessarily um but it was fine it it was a fine movie really just a very middle of the road movie for me in that regard um i think the family dynamics were okay i think that the uh the girls who played the daughters they they were fine actresses idris elba of course is good but yeah i don't know there's just there's something about i don't know if it's the way the script is written or how the story's told in this movie to where there's just something that doesn't let you really get fully like enthralled or fully engrossed in the depths of this movie. And maybe because there isn't really depth in this movie, but there's just something about it that keeps you from really being like, Oh my goodness, I'm so invested in these characters in this story. Um, I think it's just the way that the story's written is not, it's too surface level for you to really care that much. And like I said, it's just this weird conflicting thing because you don't really need it to be a super profound story for a movie like this. But we've seen movies like this before where it's done better and you care more about what's happening and you care more about the characters. This was just not that movie. So yeah, it, it's it's predictable. Um. You know, it's it's really just things were happening that you expected to happen. And really, you just for me, I was just kind of like waiting until, okay, so when do we get to the end of this movie when the big showdown happens? (laughs) That's kind of like what my thought process was throughout the entire movie. So it was very mediocre, very middle of the road for me. Justin, what about you? Uh, just beast is just okay and i mean i guess uh that's um <laughs> probably the best way i can put it um it's unfortunate or or maybe it is fortunate that we had to watch a movie like prey before this because essentially that movie can be used to kind of just argue why this is inferior because um in a lot of ways, what Prey was able to do well, this just either doesn't do or it just does at such an in such an average way. It just doesn't really get over the hump to get any kind of real emotional investment, which is, you know, a point that Heather made about it. I think that's true. Um, there are elements and things in this like that the characters are dealing with and going through. And I feel like the movie failed to kind of 
have that correlate with what was going on with what we were facing in nature. So I felt like the movie lacked some sort of, it lacked a connectivity. It it lacked sort of, oh, a cohesiveness in a way, as far as the storytelling. And I think that's probably more or less a writing issue. Um, and that's unfortunate because the acting for the most part is fine. You know, Idris Elba, I mean, come on, it's Idris Elba. He's going to show up. He's going to, He's going to act, and he does. Even in, even when there are scenes where I found it hard to really invest emotionally, it had nothing to do with his acting. I mean, he was sitting there acting, and I'm sitting there going, man, Idris Elba, I feel bad that I don't care about this. <laughs> um, because, because you are acting your ass off, and you really come across as believable in the scenes. Um, his daughters, I liked his daughters in this. Um, unfortunately his actual daughter didn't win any of those parts, but, um, maybe that's for a reason because I thought the daughters both were good. You know, there's one that sort of represents a certain attitude and then there's another one that represents a certain attitude. So they're not very complex, I guess you could say in that way, but both of them for the roles that they were given and what they're supposed to represent in the film did fine. Um, You know, as far as the adversary, which I mean, obviously, if you've seen a preview of this, you know that this is, um, you know, there's this big lion that the characters are trying to to go up against or survive, things like that. And I mean, all of that from a special effects shot standpoint, you know, all of that stuff is fine. I don't think there were any spellbounding. There wasn't any like spellbounding cinematography or anything like that. But um, everything kind of holds up where we as far as where we were. I think it does capture the the location well and things like that. You know, th- there wasn't anything like that that I could complain about. But but ultimately, I think that just where this movie comes short is just the writing and just how they chose to tell this story. I think if some better decisions had been made and I think if there was just a way to sort of have the characters line up with this adventure that were have the character motivations and what the characters are going through in their own lives sort of line up with what we're doing on this adventure. I think that this movie would have been a lot better served and maybe it could have got me to invest, but as it is, it just, it just does enough things fine to where you just walk out kind of shrugging your shoulders going, okay, that was a movie. That was a thing I saw. And thankfully it's not too long. It doesn't dwell long enough to be annoying or anything like that. But you, 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 but you just can't help but walk, walk away from it thinking something was missing. Um, so maybe as we delve into it, we can find out what that is. But ultimately, that's what I felt like. This was like pray if pray just wasn't very good. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. I think that that's just kind of the best way I can put this. So uh, again, you know, uh, uh, an, an okay movie it's a fine movie, but honestly, I can't really give it any praise beyond that. This movie 
was supposed to be fucking crawl with Idris Elba and a fucking lion. This is what this movie was supposed to be. You know what it wasn't? That at all. <laughs> crawl. I, I can tell you right now what was missing, Justin. Tension. This movie had a severe yeah. lack of tension. Anytime tension would start to build, they'd get rid of it. They do a, a fucking dream sequence or some bullshit. Like, what the fuck was this movie doing? During Heather's review of the movie, my cat was sitting over here attacking my arm with more ferocity than this movie had. <laughs> like, this movie, you there was no fucking stakes the entire movie. You just knew in the end what it was going to be. Yep. The people that died are the exact people you thought would die. The people yep. that got mangled are the exact people you thought would get mangled. This movie telegraphs every fucking scene in the movie. There's just, and it doesn't even do it in a cool, subtle way. They use words like, and they put emphasis on it. And, you know, they, it's like, and they, they say them so many times in some instances, or it's like at times they'll like say something and then they'll be like, wink. Remember that for later. It's just nonstop that. And then also there's some dumb circumstances that you're like, okay, so we're going like the jaws level with some of this shit. Like, is this a voodoo lion? With some of its shit. I would have gladly loved that movie. Not the fucking movie they gave us. And then on top of that, the biggest problem with this movie, and it's a slight spoiler, but I don't care because it's not really. They gave the fucking lion a motivation. Like he's a goddamn person. <laughs> Why does crawl work? Because it's alligators doing alligator shit. This movie mm -hmm. could have 90% been the same. If you just went, fuck, this lion's doing lion shit. But no, they had to sit there and go, oh, this lion wants to kill us because poachers killed his pride. Fuck right off. <laughs> fuck right off there. They did that like he's a John Wickian lion. <laughs> like this movie was a revenge movie. It wasn't a creature movie. It was a revenge movie. Fuck right off. Yep, you're right. And like I can tell you right now, a scene they should have done in the movie. I don't care. This could be a spoiler. It could be not. In the way that it's a spoiler, I'm telling you this scene is not in the movie. And it should have been. Because this movie lines up to have this scene. There should have been a scene where one of the daughters is in the car. Just one of them is in the car. And Idris Elba went to go save the other daughter. And they're going back to the car. And the lion is fucking up the car with the daughter in it. And Idris Elba and his other daughter can't get to her to save her. Because the lion's there. I'm not saying anything has to happen to that daughter in the car. But I'm just saying, car's getting fucked up. She's scared. There's damage. They can't get to her because they're also out in the open. And the lion is between them and the car. That is a great scene Tension. for a movie like this. Yeah. 
That scene's not in this movie. They do stuff kind of like it, but I'm like, no, that's a great tension level scene right there. They don't do that. Also, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like the daughter characters at all. At all. They had the, the youngest daughter. They do the stereotype of she's the, she's the, the, the techie smart daughter. You know? All that shit. Needs the Wi-Fi. Needs this. Reads the articles. All this shit. Does some mm, of the... Yeah, they did do that. Dumbest shit ever. Like the shit a smart person would never do. In the history of ever. But also, because of the way this movie is set up and presents itself, there's zero consequences for her doing it. In the end, there's zero consequences for her doing dumb shit. No one, none of the three main characters, if you will, suffer any consequences for some of the dumb shit they do. You you tell me somebody couldn't get their hand bit off something? Raise the stakes a little bit. I mean, let's be real. You know, they're not going to kill Idris Elba and you know, they're not going to kill his daughters. Let's just be real. Like that's, you know, this movie ain't going to do that. Most movies wouldn't do that. I get it. I'm not saying that they needed to in this movie. Man, have somebody lose a foot, at least a toe. Can a lion bite off a toe? Something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like raise the stakes. Because at no point do you think anybody of those three is in any sort of actual danger. Even in the scenes where the, the, where you know the point is like, oh, look at the danger they're in. You don't buy it for a fucking second. Yeah, you literally are just like, okay, so when is this situation going to be over so I can get to the next one to the, get to the end? <laughs> yeah. Can, like, when <laughs> yeah. can this non-actually life-threatening scene end? <laughs> It just at no point, like every time they started to build tension, this movie went, nah, this ain't that type of movie, son, and stopped it. In just the dumbest fucking ways possible. There's at least eight or nine dream sequences. I don't know. I stopped counting at some point. I'm just going off how I felt. You know what you don't need in a movie with Idris Elba and a lion? A dream sequence. Ever. Just ever. If that's your inclination, you know what you do? Put more Idris Elba and or lion scenes in the movie. (laughs) What were they even about, though? Like, why didn't they coincide with anything that was happening? I don't understand the significance of those scenes. You don't know. I don't know. The writer doesn't know. The director don't know. The actresses that were in those scenes don't know. <laughs> Nobody fucking knows, Justin. <laughs> you might as well be asking a two-year-old why the sky's blue. No, no, <laughs> the kid's not going to know, Justin. You're not going to get an answer. I mean, the only answer I can think of is, is that somebody said, how are we going to get the, the rest of these Minutes. We've got six or seven minutes. We need to fill with something, and I don't have. We're and we don't have any more movie. And yeah, somebody suggested that you. you <laughs> That's know, what you it might, seems like. You might not be wrong, Justin. I think they edited the movie and they went, "What's our runtime?" They went hour twenty, and they went, "Fuck." 
we got to get at least an hour 37. What are we going to do? We've, we've capped out all our usable scenes. And instead of going, I don't know, let's just CGI a lion walking through some jungle or a lion on some rocks. They went, you know, we need just get a bunch of women together and let's do some dream sequences. Right. Of just some people standing next to rocks. <laughs> you know, we'll put a haze filter on it. It won't matter who the fuck they are. You know, we'll ADR some fucking lines in here. Who gives a shit? They weren't even like interesting dream sequences either. It was just, I don't know. That Most of it was just like you said, it was just people. And I was like, okay, who are these people? I don't know. I, I just, that, that whole part just lost. Anyway, I digress, but man, that lost me. Man, no, you didn't digress. I mean, those scenes were the equivalent of fucking locusts in a Jurassic Park movie. Just <laughs> why? I mean, your premise is Idris Elba and a lion, and they went dream sequences. <laughs> tell me that's With not neither the same. Idris or lions in them. Yeah, D- tell me how that's not this is the equivalent of locusts in a dinosaur movie. It's the same shit to me. I mean, at least do something interesting. Let him walk around the side of a mountain and he thinks it's his wife. But when he turns over his shoulder, it's the lion or something dressed as yeah, his wife. Well, I, I would have yeah. even I would have even bought that. I mean, that would have been dumb as hell. But at least it would have got me to go, whoa, you know, it would have got a reaction out of me. Well, they did do that one dream sequence where he woke up and his daughters were gone. Then he turns on the car lights and they're standing there and the lion attacks him. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's fair. That dream at least has a lion. Yeah, in it. that was probably the best one. Yeah. But then yeah. when he woke up from that dream sequence, he's in another dream sequence of some bullshit. He woke up from the one dream sequence <laughs> yeah. that made any fucking sense in this movie. And they went, man, we got to follow that up with a bullshit dream sequence. We can't have all our dream sequences make sense. We have a quota of nine dream sequences and only one of them has to do with this fucking movie. We need to fill these other eight dream sequences with some bullshit to meet our metrics. I just, I don't even know. It's just, it would do it at the weirdest fucking times. Which, to me, you know what? I can't be surprised that the characters in this movie made dumb decisions left and right. Because obviously the writers did too, because they they put so many fucking dream sequences in this movie. You know what I never thought of whenever I was thinking, man, Idris Elba, Lion, Survival. You know what I thought going into this movie? Do you know how many dream sequences I thought I would get in this movie going into it? Negative 20. <laughs> oh. And that, oh and that first one, that first one happens like six minutes into the movie. Or no, not even that. The first one happens like fucking four minutes into the movie. And I went, oh no. Why was there a dream sequence so early in the film? And it's like a weird foreboding dream sequence. That also forebodes nothing. 
It's like the people in the dream were trying to tell Idris Elba something, but also not telling him a damn thing. It's just set up like that. It's set up like that dream sequence where they're like trying to tell him the secret to survive what's going to happen. But they don't actually say anything ever or do anything. They're not even playing ghost charades or nothing. They just stand in there. And technically, you see a dream sequence before you even see Idris Elba. What kind of goddamn logic does that make? How how do you have Idris Elba in a movie and the first thing in your movie is not Idris Elba? Like I thought I thought cats made my sexual desires for Idris Elba complicated. <laughs> Maybe Idris Elba does not need to be anything with feline creatures. Maybe, maybe that's his kryptonite. Maybe it is. (laughs) Is felines. I mean, I'll give him this. I'll give him this. He was still sexy. But I'm just like, why? I just, I don't know. I don't know. This movie gave me just so many problems. But in the end, it's like you said, this movie's devoid of tension. It's devoid of heart. The acting, I guess, is fine. You know, I mean, it's fine, I guess. You know, they, they acted scared of a lion. I'll give them that. You know, I mean, the, the special effects were fine. I didn't really have any problems with the special effects. You know, I thought the lion looked decent. Yeah. Good enough. But yeah, no, this... I mean, this movie's kind of like bodies, bodies, bodies. You see it once and you're like, yeah, I'm never watching that again. But I'll say this bodies, 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 you know, was a more enjoyable one watch. Mm hmm. You know, I mean, this movie's a one watch and I'm just like, ugh, whatevs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, recommendations and scores. I almost went straight to spoiler. Recommendations and scores. Yeah. Yeah. Recommendations and score. Uh, Justin, go. Man, I'm sorry, but normally when I say when I say I don't recommend something, I always try to like separate it and say, well, but if you're this type of person, you might want to watch this. Or if you're a fan of this, you might want to watch. I can't even really do that in this case. I mean, the movie doesn't do anything exceptional or meaningful to where I can go. I didn't like it, but this sect of the audience might, or this per or a person who likes these types of things might like it. I, don't know what it does well enough for you to spend your money on it and watch it. You know, I think that this is one of those where maybe if you're at a person's house and they're like, Hey, you want to watch this because it's streaming now. And you know, you guys don't, and and there's no better option. And y'all like, eh, whatevs. Okay. We'll watch that. This feels like that kind of movie, 
Like, I don't think I could ever tell anybody, oh, yeah, you need to go to the theater to watch this or you need to watch it. Even the theater experience, which a movie like this you, it lends itself to being in a movie theater like it's, you know, you're in the jungle and, you know, your you're, every noise matters when this when this lion is hunting for you and every, you know, the the, the sights and the sounds and the jump scares and all that stuff. You would think that this would be the this movie is like tailor made to be in a movie theater. It capitalizes on that at all, like not at all, like none. It capitalizes on it. None. Like just I don't think it mattered at all that I was in the theater watching this. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I can't really recommend this with that, Justin, too. I want to bring up. You would think in a movie like this, they would have utilized the fuck out of some surround sound. You yeah. Know, having Idris over here and then they could do it in the corner. You hear a little like lion roar, like little growl. Like, you know what I mean? Like play with the surround sound elements of it. You know, make the yeah. lion feel like it's behind you and all kinds of stuff like that. Dude, it's like they put that shit on mono. It's just one fucking sound. Like, you know, just the lions just comes through yeah. all the speakers. Like it's just, like you're watching in a normal fucking television with no like sound system at all. Just TV. That's sound. exactly what it felt like that you, you were absolutely right. Like there was none of that, none. And this movie should have been tailor made for that. And there was just none of it. So like, how could I justify anybody going to the theater to see this? It's not going to be any better sound wise. I mean, the story is just not good enough. Like, this is just, unfortunately, I, I hate to say it, but this is, I mean, even if you're like a diehard Idris Elba fan, just watch some of his other movies that are better. Like, this isn't even like a good enough performance from him to justify you watching it. Like, even if you're a fan of his, it's just, it, it doesn't utilize the best of him in any way. So I, this could have been anybody. This could have been any black hot person that could have played this character. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I just know that you know you could have picked any number of attractive black people, and they could have played this dude, Doctor Thunder or whatever his name was. Sorry, that's a off-brand Doctor Pepper, Doctor Nate Daniels. Sorry, I, I just think anybody could have played him. I, I don't know. You you didn't need to make that correction, Justin. I wouldn't have known the difference. I don't remember his fucking name. <laughs> I barely remember that he was a doctor. So, yeah. <laughs> See? I mean, about. like, I was willing to roll with you. I was willing to go, yeah, Dr. Thunder. I, I genuinely, that could have been his name. I was like, all right, let's go. I mean, sure. I mean, Idris Elba could have done half of this movie and then the other half all of a sudden it was Sterling K. Brown and it would have just made no difference. I just don't think it would have, it it would have, have made a difference. A waste of two amazing actors either way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I swear every scene could have just been a different, uh, your, your, your different favorite black actor. And it wouldn't have made any difference, dude. It would have made it. Actually, it probably would have been more interesting than this, but see the daughter's, think that all these different people are their dad, but it probably <laughs> actually would have been better than this. But honestly, that's what I mean. Like 
it just what what does this do well? And the answer is just uh, unfortunately nothing. So yeah, I can't you're, recommend you're right, it. Though, because if you think about it, you're just kind of like, is there any other actor they could have put in this role that would have made this movie any better? Like, there's literally it's because it's not the acting that's that. Yeah, you know, that it's the writing. It so it's just you could have inserted literally anybody. And it just would have been the same. Like, yeah, dude, you could have, I don't even know if the rock on the street today would have been the same fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if the rock with all his charisma and muscles and the idea of him fighting a lion is pretty intriguing. I don't think he could have done anything with this, you know? Yeah. Just go watch that Hercules movie. He did fights a lion in that. Yep. There you go. So, and there's an older lion movie called Ghost in the Darkness that I really liked back in the day. And I was really hoping that this would, and I'm not saying I wanted this to be better or, or that, well, you always root, you want to see something better than what you've seen before. You know, you, you want to get in there and go, oh man, this gave me Ghost in the Darkness vibes. And oh man, this was just great. That, that was the first thing I thought about when I saw a preview for this. And it gave me none of those vibes. Like you said, Sterling, there's just no tension. They didn't play with darkness like they did in that movie. I mean, just nothing. So, yeah, I think I'm sounding like a broken record here. So, no, I don't recommend it. The score is going to be 55. And that's probably generous, but I like Idris Elba. So, 55. Um... vehicles that we didn't bother to look under the hood to see if we could possibly start it in any kind of way out of a hundred. Heather, what about you? Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, there's not really a reason for me to recommend this movie. (laughs) I mean, it's nobody's best work. It's not even the best like movie in the genre of movies. It's in not the best lion movie it's not the best anything of what it does here so there's not a reason to recommend it and it's it's such a weird spot to be in because again I've definitely seen worse movies but at the same time like I've seen so many better movies especially like creature movies in a sense kind of like you know it's just it's not memorable um there's just nothing about it that's going to stand out in any sort of way. The story doesn't stand out. The, you know, the, the writing, the acting, I mean, special effects are fine, but nothing is, you know, extraordinary in any sort of way in this movie. Um, You know, and it, it just honestly made it hard to care about what was going on on screen because they don't, they don't grab you with the story they want to tell here. And like, and, and there's elements that should have been very, you know, compelling, like the, the father daughter relationships should have been more compelling. Um, You know, the, the reason that they're estranged a little bit should have been more compelling, but just the way that they surface level, write this story and tell the story, it just does no justice to anything that they tried to make a little bit more profound in this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the, 
the best thing about this movie is Idris Elba. He's he's the only reason that it's not a complete flop, to be honest. And maybe the people making that movie knew that <laughs> they were like, this movie won't be great. But if we get Idris in it, people will watch it, which is true. People will watch it for Idris. And I almost guarantee that probably half the people who watch this movie watch it because he was in it. Like <laughs> there was nothing else about it that made it stand out at all. So yeah, it's it's just unfortunate. There's just nothing, nothing about it like that really grabs you at all. Um, and again, like there's a lot of predictability to this movie too. Of you know, some when something's coming, you see certain characters and what's going to happen to them. You, you're just it's nothing is a surprise. And kind of like what Sterling said too, there's no real stakes in this because there was no part of me at any point that thought any of that family is really in danger you know what I mean like you're just I don't know you, you just don't really you don't feel like they're really in danger the daughters or Idris like you just don't really feel like that's something to worry about at any point in this movie for real so yeah I I just have to say no like not really recommending it it's not worth your time it's not memorable there's it's this movie is going to be forgotten in probably two months people are probably afraid this movie even came out it's a very forgettable movie unfortunately so no i i can't recommend it my score is going to be um i'm going to give it 50 they wasted idris elba out of 100 you know when i left this movie I went, man, it was such a waste of a movie that they made this movie PG-13. And I just had to look up. No, it was a rated R movie. It's Was it? It's not particularly violent. Yeah, there's blood, but it's like, it's blood on people. Yeah, you see the lion attack some people, but you don't really see him attack some people. So much of this shit is off camera and you just see people with blood on them. Apparently it has foul language in it. I don't remember. I legitimately walked out of that movie going, man, I can't believe they made that a PG-13 movie. That's such a waste. And then I'm like looking at it and it's like, oh, it was rated R for violence and gore. And I'm like, what fucking movie did they watch? There's more fucking violent. There's like more blood in the episode of like Chicago Med. than was in this movie. I, I don't remember really any real bad language. I don't. Yeah, I have no idea. But I thought that was a waste. Um, sure, I recommend it if you wait for it to end up on TNT. Because this is the type of movie that's going to end up on TNT. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't mm-hmm. worry about seeing it in theaters. Don't worry about renting it. Don't watch it on a streaming service. Don't, you know, buy it on demand. Just wait till it's on TNT. The commercials might help a little bit. I don't know. Just give you a break from the bullshit. It's no different than the dream sequences. Maybe that's what they can do. They can cut the dream sequences and just put the commercial breaks there. It'll make just as much sense. More probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there might be like a commercial for cat litter or band-aids or something, which go way more with this movie than, I don't know, the fucking dreams. But yeah, something like I just, uh, yeah, re- I recommend it then. It'll be on TNT or TBS or I don't know, you know, one of those things. It'll be on one of those channels eventually. Just watch it then. It's the same fucking movie. 
Uh, oh, no, 25. 25, why Idris wise? Out of 100. <laughs> Spoilers? Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, no point. I just, I, I didn't think anybody was going to die. Even when Idris is getting getting attacked by that lion at the end of the movie, you don't think he's going to die. Like, <laughs> dude, the, 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 the thing is that kills me with this movie is they're sitting there. Like, how many people went into the fucking water? Like, dude, guy, the South African guy, the guy from uh, District 9. I, I I think he was actually one of the best parts of this movie. The friend Martin. Yeah. Yeah. It was from Disney nine and Chappie from a lot of the Neil Blomkamp movies. Um, he at one point approaches this lake or pond or river, I don't know, whatever the fuck it was, the body of water and literally watches two crocodiles go, we're going into this water. And he goes, you know what I need to do? Get in this water too. <laughs> Idris Elba is walking around that water like neck deep for like 27 minutes man do you know what you don't do in Africa especially at night go in water let alone crocodiles which is a bad problem you know what else is a bad problem and kills more fucking people than lions and, and crocodiles in Africa fucking hippos And you're telling, dude, this movie would have been scarier if they had a hippo scene in it, dude. Those fuckers are vicious. And, you know, everybody gives that movie Congo some shit, but one of the most accurate scenes of that movie is when they're just going down the water and hippos fuck them up. Because that is just a thing that fucking happens. Especially because it's out of nowhere. Do you know why? Hippos don't actually swim. They can't swim. They're too big. You know what they do? They walk across the bottom of the water. They can hold their breath for a while and they walk across the water. You know what they do when they need a breath? They jump. They get to the top, take a little breath, go right back down. Yeah. Hippos are scary motherfuckers in water. They're scary on top of water. They're fairly fast for as big as they are. But yeah. That would have been scarier than anything in this movie. Like so many times did people should. There should have been no less than 15 legs being lost to that lion every time it attacked the car. Because dude, he would have their fucking leg in his mouth. And they'd be like, oh, I got some scratches. Yeah. Oh, he got me. What? <laughs> you know, he Whenever the daughter got cut and he's like, oh, oh, no, we need to treat this. We need to do this. Blah, blah. No point. Do you think that daughter's going to die? There is zero tension whatsoever to her getting injured. And I have nothing against the actresses that were in this. Like I said, they made dumb choices, but, you know, writing. I don't blame them for that. The writing is obviously bad. It's not like everything was great and it was just they made weird kid choices. No, no, no. Some adult wrote them to do shitty choices. Because he wrote a shitty movie. So, you know, I don't blame the child actors in this movie for the problems. But, uh, you know, like when that girl, 
It's like, oh no, we can't get a hold of dad. Let's start honking the horn. Yeah. The fuck was that? Come on. Come on. That was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. That's like, it, that's, I mean, it's funny too. We've seen that scene in a movie before. It was Jurassic Park with the T-Rex. But what happened? The girl that was doing it did not know dinosaurs like the the the, the boy did. And also was like accidentally, like it, it was something, it was an accident. You know what I mean? Like when the light's right in the T-Rex's eye and all that shit, like it was an accident. But she wasn't trying to actually do it. She wasn't trying to draw the attention of the T-Rex. It was an accident. You know, this girl goes, man, you know what lions can't hear? Car horns. This will my only my dad will hear this car horn, not the lion. Right. (laughs) Jesus. There's another scene that really bothered. Oh, (laughs) that scene in the car when they're talking about anti poachers. Which I'm sure this movie didn't come up with that terminology, but I'm not going to lie. This movie's so dumb. Might as well have come up with that terminology. Because that is a terrible name. I heard about the (laughs) anti-poachers. Like, I get it. They are against poaching. Yeah. But the the way they just kept going, do you think he's an anti-poacher? I heard about the anti-poachers. What's an anti-poacher? Can you tell me more about the anti-poachers? I was like, this fucker's going to be. I was like, at some point, it's going to come up that this fucker's an anti-poacher. Sure enough, they open the oh, it's an anti-poacher. You're totally right. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. They tried to make yeah. it seem like people actually say that shit out loud ever. Instead <laughs> of like a, you know, they would have come up with like a name for themselves. Yeah. You know, but it's one the of those words or something, you know, it's one of those yeah. words that I'm sure looks fine written down. But the second you ever hear it out loud, you go, no, let's not say that again ever. <laughs> That's not a phrase to be spoken. <laughs> sure enough, this movie just kept doing it. I mean, oh, it was so fucking annoying. You know, it just the they, they telegraphed so much. They telegraphed the anti-poacher. That shit, like I said, talking about like when they can more or less the movie gives you a wink is when they're like. Oh, yeah, the, the female lions do the hunting and the male lions protect the pride. Protect them from what? Oh, from other lions that come in their territory. <laughs> oh, that's exactly yep. what it was. Yeah. The fuck was that? So I'm like, right then I'm like, well, that's how this movie's going to fucking end. Sure enough. That's how the fucking movie ends. Also, how is that? How, how did the fuck did that lion like survive an explosion because it wasn't like it was kind of near it it was you saw the fire engulf around the lion and he dodged that shit like in Smash Brothers (laughs) like he got like a little fucking shield around him real quick and did a dash back like what the fuck was that you see him later and he's got zero burn damage he's just got some soot on him like he's fucking Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins like, that's all that fucking happened to this lion. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh. 
on top of the fact that a car more or less fell on it and he just got the, he gets a limp <laughs> just a flesh wound yeah <laughs> i'm like I, I get that it's supposed to be the the unbridled anger of this lion for its pride being killed that you know it's wanting to do some shit but like get, get the fuck out of here they really wanted to play in. They were truly trying to play into the idea from Ghost in the Darkness. The, the, the lions were somehow supernatural. You know what? Like why it works in Ghost in the Darkness and why it doesn't work in this movie? Because you started the movie off by giving him a goddamn motivation. What? Why does Ghost in the Darkness work? Because it's lions doing some crazy ass lion shit. Even when they're like, that's not how lions actually behave. Okay. But what are they doing? They're still doing lion shit. This motherfucking lion sets a bait trap? Are you fucking serious? (laughs) Why did they want to make, like, why did they want to humanize this lion so much? Yeah, you're right. Why was he the Lex Luthor of lions? It was such a bad choice. It was a really bad choice. I mean, and it's not like it's a beaver. I get why you would want to do that with a beaver. Like maybe make it supernatural or give it some other like purpose or whatever. Cause you know, beavers aren't inherently scary. You know what? You don't need to do that with a lion. Cause it's a fucking lion. Last I thought, lions were scary as fuck. You know? It's not like we haven't known that since we were kids. We were taught from like a small childhood like place that lions and tigers and bears, oh my. They're scary. In this movie, wait, you know what we need? We need to we need to give this lion a reason why it does lion shit. It's just why could they not have started the movie with not that scene? And it just infinitely be almost a better movie just right away. Cause the movie just starts with going, Hey guys, we're going to show you the backstory of this lion. Okay. And why? Because they also had to telegraph that that school was also the poacher headquarters. They had to spoil that. They had to, they had to make sure they telegraphed that for later in the movie. Like, Jesus. Like, I... Also, little, I've got a little bit, bit of trivia I just remembered about this movie. So there's a scene where they come across a village. The village is all slaughtered. And the, the character Martin is like, hey guys, with all this blood and everything in the air, like there should be hyenas. There should be a pack of hyenas here, but there's not. And, and Nidra was like, Oh no, that means it's near. And he's like, yeah, it's near. Yeah. No, uh, a pack of hyenas would totally take on a singular lion. They, they kind of do that. Now a pride of lions. Sure. No, they don't, they don't fuck with that. They run away. 
You get six, seven hyenas. Yeah, they'll fuck with the lion. They do it all the time. They'll fuck with the lion. They might lose a couple of them, sure, but yeah, no, they'll fuck with the lion. Singular hyena, no. Singular hyena will not fuck with the lion ever. But a group of them, yeah. No, they'll fuck with the lion. That's what they do. And that's the thing is, hyenas are considered scavengers a lot of time, or slightly misrepresented as scavengers. They're not completely scavengers. They are also hunters, but no, they're more actually opportunists. They went, oh, hey, that single lion over there took down that wildebeest. Be a shame if we rolled up and just took the wildebeest instead. Because, yeah, they'll fight one lion and then they'll just take the wildebeest. Oh, especially, especially cheetahs. They fuck with cheetahs so much. Because cheetahs exert so much energy chasing down prey. Because they're not that strong. They're fast, but they're not that strong. They exert so much energy that most of the time they are fucking exhausted by the time they start to eat. So what do cheetahs do? They actually start to eat the, the backside of the animal. Like the, the, the thigh and the upper leg because it's the most meaty. So cheetahs will start there so they can get as much meat as possible because there's just a very high chance another animal is going to come up and go, fuck you, I want this. And they just have to leave. And the, the cheetah won't fight back. It'll just leave. And the other animal will let it leave because they're like, fuck it, I got the food. But yeah, cheetahs will like get their shit took by hyenas all the time. But that's the thing I thought was like kind of dumb about this movie. I'm like, come on. You can't sit there and try to hit me with your once again pro-lion propaganda bullshit. Like this is a fucking Lion King movie and you're going to sit there and badmouth the good name of the hyena. And about that life. I'm not going to allow that. I'm going to set the record straight. Fuck you, beast. <laughs> A hyena would totally fuck up that lion. Well, a group of them would. <laughs> Just saying. Happens all the time. Seen it on the Discovery Channel. Which also, why did the Discovery Channel have better lion kills than this movie? Like, do we ever actually see the lion actually kill somebody? Or does every single one of them happen off screen? You see it attack the car. You see it attack some of the hunters, but it's like it attacks the hunter, like pushing them off screen. You know what I mean? You don't really see anything happen on screen until right. the end of the movie. The only time you really yeah, see the lion right. attacking somebody is Idris Elba at the end. Which, God, that was so anticlimactic when that started. That starts and I just go, man... Okay, those two lions need to hurry up and stop this because I don't want to believe this less and less. Because the longer this man is getting mauled by this lion, the less I'm going to believe it when he in like inevitably is alive Correct. in five minutes. Because he's going to be alive in five minutes. Don't make me hate him being alive even more. Just in this quicker. And they drugged that out so long. That man died at least 12 times in that mauling. And somehow right. was still alive. It just needed a, a mere cane to walk around. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, this movie. This fucking movie. But I'm with you, Jaston. Ghost in the Darkness. Fuck, I love that movie. 
Because you're right. Yeah, that was so good. And, and you're right because and the thing I like the most about it is the way they portrayed the lions. They they played into the namesake. They had them move like in the darkness. They had, they played with the shadows with the stuff. They made them almost ghostly with how they like you know in that scene when they're in the trap and the the hunters are all there behind the bars and they can't fucking hit the lion and they get so scared and the lion ends up fucking up everything. Like that scene is shot so well because you know the lion's just a lion. But it instilled so much fear. It might as well have been a ghost. It might as well have been the darkness. It might as well have been the devil that came to Savo. Dude, this guy was just, you know, diet John Wick lion version. Like, I just, oh. And also, the thing is, too. Lions do get tired after attacking a lot of shit. They get tired. Did this fucking guy put in a cheat code for infinite endurance? Like, no, if you ever watch a lion attack shit, <laughs> like they go and attack shit and then they take naps because it's physically exerting running around and attacking shit. It's physically exerting. Ugh. Anyway. Oh, no. Who wants to go next? I'll let you guys choose. Who's next? I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, so I can just go real quick. Um, kind of just going back to that scene you talked about at the end with Idris Elba <laughs> fighting the lion. My thing with that is like, I definitely would have taken more than just a knife for that. Like, I just thought that was a weird choice that like, he's seen everything that this lion can do. And he's like, I just need to kill this thing. We're not going to get out of here. It's not going to stop if we don't kill it. And the only thing that you bring with you is a knife where you have to be super close to it to use it against them. Like, I just thought that was a very strange, odd choice for him being so adamant about like, I'm going to kill this thing with a knife that you he's going to maul you because of how close he has to be to you for you to even use the knife on him. It's a very interesting choice. But and my I think honestly as like many problems as this movie has, I think that my, the thing that really bugged me the most about this movie (laughs) is the very, very end when Idris is in the hospital with his daughters and they're talking about it. And they just do that very cliche thing of like having to have the exposition of, of the actions that Idris took, you know, when they're just like, (laughs) they're just like, you knew that the lions were going to come and protect their pride, didn't you? That's why you led the lion out there to the wherever it was. And like just having to have the exposition of like why he was, yeah, like why he was doing what he was doing. And it's like that ruins what he did. (laughs) It ruins like the youth being like, oh, okay. He remembered what the guy said. So he brought him out there it ruins the payoff of that because they have to tell you what they did. And it just bugged me so much that they did that in this movie. It was not necessary to have to do that. But, and I will say the one thing that kind of just threw me a little bit was, was Martin, the guy's name, the other guy. Um, Yeah. He actually, I will say he actually lived longer than I expected him to live in this movie. I really thought he was going to die way earlier on in the movie 
So that's the only thing. I still knew he was going to die. That was kind of a given. But I really thought that he was not going to last as long as he did. But to your earlier point, I'm glad that he lasted as long as he did because he was one of the better parts of the movie too. Idris Elba and then this guy, Martin, were the two things about the movie that made it not just the most vanilla thing you've ever seen. And it's pretty vanilla, even with them too. <laughs> but like, without them too, it just... Yeah, no, no, no way at all that you'd ever want to even try to watch it, probably. But yeah, so I, I knew he was going to die. But also, I just feel like. I don't know, um, the the way that Martin dies and what he does when he gets the lion. And like you said, the lion would have been totally burned, probably would have made him a lot of noise, like roaring in pain or something because of all of the fire he makes no sounds, nothing like that whatsoever. It just was not like it was very anticlimactic. I think that the whole movie really is anticlimactic. Like when you get to that scene, you know, where it's the final battle between Idris and the lion, you kind of just are like, OK, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Like you just at that point don't care what's about to happen because everything in that movie is just very anticlimactic and um and just kind of and I don't even know if I'd want to say that they rushed to the ending um because the movie didn't really need to be longer, but they just went from this like, okay, we gotta get out of here, we gotta think through and figure it out. You know what? I just gotta go get this lion. All right, lion, come on out here, let's fight the end. Like it just kind of ended so abruptly in that way, like with I, I don't know, I just feel like the the buildup of what they expected the payoff of this movie to be ended so quickly, like it it ends before you have a chance to care about what's happening, honestly, <laughs> with that aspect of it. Um, yeah, it was just a very weird, like they're just like why it's a pointless movie. Like, what's the point of this movie? Like, why was this movie made? <laughs> like, that's what I keep asking myself. I'm like, this is the most pointless. Like, was somebody just needing like a job? Somebody need to shake off their like writing, you know, and just kind of loosen it. And I don't know, but I just I have no idea what the point of this movie was at all. And that's that's the fault of it. Like, there's no big crazy hidden message there's no like I mean I guess if anything it's supposed to be a like maybe a, a family story story about family and you know whatever but it just doesn't matter nothing matters nothing that happens in this movie matters um I also think it's really odd at the end of the movie too whenever however much later it is when he's using his cane and they go back out there and they're taking that picture I'm sorry, but I don't think I would go back there after I almost got killed by a lion and my daughters too. And my best friend died by this lion out here. I don't think I'd be going back there like to commemorate that time in my life. I just, I'm sorry. It wouldn't be a thing I'd want to do. So yeah, I, I just think the choices they make in this movie are very dumb sometimes or just senseless just they mean nothing like it's like they they really want you to think that 
what they're doing is just sentimental or means something important or is going to play a bigger part and then it doesn't. And kind of like what you were saying, um, Sterling, with like them, what did you call it? Telegraphing in sort of what they're going to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> the the weird thing with that is they they kind of made it an interesting point in the movie a little earlier on that the one daughter was kind of learning the language there from the mom. And I thought that was going to matter later, like because of them bringing it up and making a point of saying that you think that that's going to be a big part of it. And that's not, it's like the, everything else you completely, they call back to like, I'm putting this seed here so that, you know, we're going to use it later. And that's the one thing they didn't. And it actually, I don't know. It just was, it was odd. Like why, why bring that up at all? If you're not going to use it like the way that you did with all these other plant planted seeds that you did, you know? So I don't know. It's, I honestly, it's just a very, there was no point in this movie being made. Like my life is not better or worse for it being around. I just, it was just there, you know, like I literally, I had one of my friends ask me after this movie got out and like, Oh, how was it? And I was like, it was fine. It was a movie. That's the best that I could say about this movie. So yeah, that's all I got. What you got, Justin? Yeah, like, I mean, I, that part where Heather, where you were talking, and you were like, "What was the point of this? Like, what, what, what was the point of it? What was the lesson? What was the message? Was there one?" And you said, "I think it was about the family, but I don't really know." I mean, th- that's exactly how I felt, and I think that the biggest problem with this movie was that. There was no way to sort of parallel this whole thing that was going on with the mom and how they were dealing with the grief of that with this adversary that was the lion. There was just no real tie-in. There was no way to make those things feel like there was a parallel journey or that somehow um, by doing this, it would mean something like there was none of that. And like, even though they tried to have the, the mom sort of commemorated or involved, I guess, in this story with the visions and stuff like that, those visions never really led to anything. It just got to the end and he went around a corner and said, Oh, there you are. Um, that I found you that's tight. And then that was the end of the vision. I didn't understand that either. How did finding her in the vision have anything to do with killing this lion? Justin, like you made something, you made this whole movie click for me. I think now the movie's revolutionary. (laughs) The mother died of cancer and that lion was like their cancer. (laughs) Man, I really wish I could buy that. It all clicks out. The whole movie dream sequences, everything (laughs) makes sense. Yeah, like, and the funny thing is, is that you're joking, but hell, that's really what the movie needed. I'm it not needed joking. some sort that's of connective tissue like that. That's the, huh? that, I'm not joking. That's what this movie meant. It just sucked. <laughs> but that's what it yeah. meant. 
just to insert whatever. You're probably absolutely right. And I just wish that there was some way to better tie it all together. Like I'm saying, give it some sort of connective tissue. Like, okay, why were we there? So, okay, the mom died. So we're going here because she used to grow up here and everything like that. Well, I mean, is this really the best place to go to bring up all those painful memories? You know, it didn't seem like your daughters were quite at the place they needed to be. Were going here and being reminded of her and stuff is a good idea. I, I just don't know, like, how good of an idea it was I to agree. even go here. Well, like, why not? I mean, could there have been something like, a, a friend and I were discussing this movie after we saw it and we were like, well, how come there couldn't have been, okay, that tree, that location. Oh, that was her favorite location. She loved to uh, take pictures there or something like that. Like, how come there couldn't have been, I don't know, her ashes or something. And we're trying to get them yes. to this tree. Well, see, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I'm not completely against the idea of them going back to the mother's homeland, especially because like, you know, him and the daughters were having a rough time reconnecting. So maybe it's like a, let's go to your, where your mother grew up and let's, you know, let's reconnect there. Let's use this as an opportunity to reconnect, especially if they were doing something like they were going to go spread her ashes at that, at tree. that tree. That makes exactly. complete sense and kind of solidifies it a little better. Than what this and then, movie did. Yep. That could have been an element in the movie that that urn or whatever the, the ashes are in is lost. And one of the kids goes after it or is trying to hold on to it. And now you have some scenes where you can play with that. Or, I mean, I, I get what you're saying with that. And I'm not totally against it. But also what you could do to make that fucking ending actually make sense is the, they have a scene of like when they're they're going to that tree at the end and one of the daughters saying something like dad are you sure you want to come back out here or anything like that like after everything and he's like no we came here to spread your mother's ashes like we didn't get a chance to that's why we came here we can't let what happened stop why we came here like the whole purpose of the family all that stuff you know yeah you could something like that or you could have had him be like you know everything's happening and maybe not the ashes are with him and get lost but like you know, part of like while they're there, like, you know, the daughter, like mother, one of the many scenes that are just sitting in the fucking truck waiting for something to happen. You know, the daughter could, one of the daughters could say like, oh, we should have gone and spread it mom's ashes before this. Like now we won't get to, you know, yeah. and then you can maybe have those dream sequences happen after that. And don't have it to where it's all this other stuff you can kind of have it where he's looking for his wife at that point because it kind of symbolizes like the whole thing of, he wants to get back to his wife's ashes to do this thing on top of the fact he wants to survive with his daughter or his daughters. You know what I mean? Like you can tie it in a little bit better when it comes to that. You, you can have some of that stuff, changes everything, <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. Or, or maybe instead of dream sequences, what if there's just a scene where he's there and he's kind of looking at these ashes and he's asking himself, what do I do about this? I don't know what to do. What would you have done? Like not 
necessarily talking to the ashes, but you know what I mean. Yeah, they he's talking to her through through the idea of the ashes or whatever or something like that. Yeah. You know, and like there's little things like that that they could have done. I mean, so th- that would make sense that they could have the ashes with them because like say they were going on this whole safari thing because they were going to come back at sunset to that tree to do it. So they had the ashes ready. And that's some of that stuff where you're talking like so then that way while the girls are asleep, like you said, he could be holding the urn and could be saying things like that. You know, are these ideas great? Not really. But are they infinitely better than what's in the fucking movie? Yes. It would make this. That would have changed everything. Honestly, it makes the movie better. (laughs) They're not great ideas. It's not like it makes it. Yeah, they're not. It doesn't take it from a 55 to a 95. But does it take it to a 75? Yeah. Yeah. Because now there's something. There's like I said, it's just given that those connective tissues. Okay. This is her village. Where's her family? Could the lion have killed some family members? Or or at least could that have been the house she grew up in? I was waiting for something for them to say that. This is the, where she grew up, where her family is from. And the only thing left of her or her family in that village is a picture of her and some pictures she took at the friend's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why was that all? And I mean, you have this lion terrorizing this this area where she lived i mean how come they couldn't have been there this could have been a whole thing where they were there they were going to meet some people in her family that they never met before we're going to spread her ashes man we're going to really try to you know do this thing right and then that lion kills some family members of hers have like like an like say if you don't want to kill like her dad or something her uncle a cousin of hers. Yeah. Something. Yeah. That is on the, this trip with them. And, you know, like I know they have Martin, who's a family friend and a childhood friend of the mother and the dad. You know, I get that. But something else. Yeah. You have to up the body count of people that actually matter in this movie because there is a ton of people in this movie. Yeah. Why does crawl hey. work? Well, like the, there's not really a lot of deaths. Because the movie's pretty much two fucking people. I'm okay yeah. with the low body count when your cast count is two people. Like, I know there's other people, but you know what I mean? Ultimately, yeah. the movie's two people. This movie's four yeah. and one dies. And yeah, you have yeah. a lot of ancillary characters, but there's at so many points in this movie is there's so many people. And yeah. yeah. Oh no, the lion had more motive in this movie than the people at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think you're right, Justin. Not only did this movie lack tension, it lacked cohesiveness. This movie is a yeah. bunch of scenes, and maybe, maybe forty five percent of them actually connect. Yeah, and it just needed those things. And like I've said, like you just said, you said it perfectly a while ago. I'll just kind of repeat it. Those ideas are not the best ideas in the world, but man. It probably those, but those ideas would have gotten me to care a little bit more about these characters, a little bit more about this journey, a little bit more about what they're doing. It would have made what they were doing there a little more meaningful. And I just felt like the movie was totally missing all of that. Just because completely missing it. And I, I like the point you made, Justin. It didn't necessarily feel like the daughters were really ready for something like this. 
And this would give them a reason to do it anyway without being at that emotional point yet. Because yeah. the dad would look at it as maybe this is the healing we need mm-hmm. to actually Let's come this back together as a family. Yeah. And I mean, and you know what gave me that idea? It was um, it was the friend, Martin, whenever he said, why didn't you go to the funeral? And he was like, I couldn't do that because I know that that's not where her body belongs. That's not where she belongs, where she should have been buried was here, where she should have. Dude, the movie could have started with that phone conversation. And then Idris Elba's like, well, maybe we should take her ashes and go there and put her body there. Man, there, there was a way to start this movie by establishing that's the mission that we are on. We need to get the, you know, dude, the, the, there's a bit, a way better movie in here. And, and you had the pieces. And if you wanted to totally make this a different movie where it's more fucked up and more visceral and, 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 and really up the, I, I almost want to say the horror, but the, the graphicness of this movie, cause I really don't think this movie's that graphic. I really don't. If you wanted to up that and really add some psychological fuck fucked upness to this movie, have them taking her mother's the mother's body back, and the lion attacks them and fucks up the mother's dead body. If you want Man. to add some fucked upness to the motivations, boy, that would have been heavy. That yeah. would have been heavy. Yeah, and really, like I'm saying, just really want to add to the the, the that level of the psychologicalness and all this other stuff do that but i would perfectly accept like you said because I, I i i i thought kind of the same thing it, i i just stopped caring about this movie like way too early for it to for me to think of it again but like yeah when you said when martin was talking about it, i'm like oh she should have been buried there i'm like why didn't they just cremate her and bring her ashes like that's that's what i thought during that scene and then like i said i forgot i thought that until you mentioned it because i stopped giving a fuck about the movie yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like no, and I totally get that. But and I, I, but yeah, just and the whole point of saying all that was whether you know people listening like those ideas or not is is that that's what separates a a, a good movie from a mediocre movie to whatever you those connective tissues. Prey has those tissues. There's a parallel journey with the predator and our central character, you know, in, um, in the movie that you were talking about crawl, there's the two characters that we have. There is a journey with those characters that makes what they're going through with the, with the big alligator emotional, there's an emotional story that involves those two characters, the family and the connection. And then it coincides with what, what's happening and them trying to survive this just doesn't have it, man. It doesn't. So it's just hard to buy any of those scenes. It's just, you know, and about the second or third time, one of the daughters was like, I'm mad at you because mom is dead. And the other daughter going, why do you have to be so hard on him? Mom is dead. By the third or fourth time you got that, you were just, you, you were just sighing. Like just, oh, you know, because the movie just, didn't have anything to say beyond that. And they always brought that shit up at the weirdest times. 
Yeah, they, they did. They never brought it up in like a lull or anything like that. They're just like, man, we barely dodged that lion five seconds ago. You didn't love mom. I, I'm what? still breathing hard from running from the lion. Give me a couple of seconds. Let me catch my breath before you drop this shit on me like that. I'm surprised she didn't run out there while the lion was taking a bite out of his back going, why weren't you there, dad? Yeah, <laughs> This is what the right? cancer did to mom, dad, and you weren't there. Yeah. Right. But like, it's, and with all that too, like, I, at so many points in this movie, I was just expecting you just able to turn to those daughters and just go, shut the fuck up for five seconds. Just for five seconds. Let's not with the bullshit. I was expecting that line so many times and it never happened. This fucking movie. Yeah. Dude, this movie is so low stakes and so predictable that that scene when he's on top of the tree and that snake is crawling towards him. You didn't even think the snake was going to do shit to him. It didn't. (laughs) <laughs> that's true he caught he he caught that shit and just threw it on the lion you know but like that's the type that's the way this movie is you saw that happen and that snake's coming right at him and you're like why'd they film the scene it ain't gonna do shit <laughs> i mean i will say that was probably for me the most of the scenes that happened that might have been one of the more intense ones just because i don't like snakes but you know what I mean? Like, that's the the only one where I was like, oh, he's trying to be quiet and a snake is crawling on him. This is very tense. But it still wasn't even like it, it wasn't even because I thought that he was going to get bit. <laughs> it was just more of like, I don't like seeing a snake crawling on this dude's arm, like kind of tension more than anything. So, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I, and to me, that just further kind of illustrates the point that if you can't get me to care about the the survival of the characters, then get me to care about some mission or some goal that they're trying to accomplish. Get me to care about that. You know, maybe I'm not, you know, you're not going to sell me that these characters are going to die, but maybe you could sell me that there's a chance that this mission, this goal, this thing that they are trying to do, they may not be able to do it. And maybe you can get me to care that way. You know, I mean, we've seen countless like adventure movies like this or movies that are kind of like this. And and sure, we may know that the characters are going to survive, but usually there's some other element or there's something that you can get me to care about to where it's like, well, yeah, I know this character might survive, but if they don't do this thing, then it may not matter. You know, surviving might be the worst thing if they don't do this thing. Sometimes a movie needs that too. You know, that is an insanely good point, Justin. Like, okay, you're not going to kill the three main characters. That's fair. Nobody's really asking you to kill Idris Elba or two little girls. Nobody's really saying you have to have that in this movie. But maybe, you know, he doesn't find the poacher's keys. You know, like the only mission that fails at any point in this movie is when he walks 10 feet to the car the first time and goes, fuck, the keys aren't in it. That's the only time a mission fails in this movie. You know, 
when he needs to, you know, suture Martin's leg, he's able to suture it. When he needs to like find like he like fix his daughter's wound, he's able to address. You know what I mean? He's able to he's always able to do that. And also, yeah, all that shit happens. And yeah, like I said, that was the biggest failure of his in the movie. But then he also remembered which guy had the keys. He instantly went, yeah. Ah, no, it was that fucker in the yellow, man. Let me go get those keys real quick. (laughs) Right. You know, like, you know, maybe, all right, maybe he finds the keys, but have him like have a fucked up scene where he has to check like six, seven fucking guys that are utterly slaughtered by lions. Have the fucking last guy when he gets the keys. They should have done this very cliche scene. That typically I would hate, but fuck this movie needed it because it needed something. Whenever he gets the keys and he's pulling them out of the pocket, the guy jolts up and grabs his arm and like starts screaming or something. It does something where he's afraid the lion is going to come back. Mm. But we we mm. all know that the lion's going the other way because you know the horn honking. So we know the lion's gone, <laughs> but he's afraid. So like he has to do something like put his hand over the guy's mouth. And more or less this guy who's choking on his own blood and dying in pain. He's more or less suffocating the man to make sure he survives with the keys. Something like that. That's a tired played out scene. This movie could have fucking used it though. Yeah. And it adds that level of, of, of visceralness that he has to do it. Cause he's a doctor. You know, his whole thought yeah. process is I save lives. I don't take them, but he has to take the life, you know, not even take it because the man's going to die anyway because it's mauled by lion. But you know what I mean? But he has to do that fucked up thing. You know, it just add that little element of it. Something because mm-hmm. that would have been at least some tension, some something. Yeah, this movie was, I don't know, allergic to it. And I want to say that the closest the movie ever got to that was the scene where Idris was under the car trying to get to the gun and the lion was going up on top of the car, jumping down and he was trying to get the gun, but then the lion would step down. Then it would get quiet and Idris would be like, okay, I can grab the gun now. Nope. Lion was still there. Just, you know, you know, the lion is still there. That might have been the only time that this movie did something like that, where he's trying to get to this gun, but and that's what we're trying to do. But the lion is doing all these things and I can't get to it. I'm worried about my kids. I'm trying to juggle all these hats, but I got to get to this gun. The movie should have been that, essentially. And, you know? Yeah, and, I, and I'm not going to lie, I really like the daughter in that scene, too. I liked how she went outside the yeah. window and shoved the dart into the lion. I thought that that, that was, was a really that, yeah, cool that was way cool. of doing that. I thought like to it me, might that have been the, the best scene of the movie. It is. And you know, like I was already apprehensive about that movie. Cause like I said, we got some dream sequences. We had gotten a bunch of bullshit. And then that scene happens and I'm like, okay, okay. And then like five minutes later, I was like, man, it peaked. Yep. That was it. It, it did. And you, it peaked. And the thing is, is and you knew so quickly. So quickly after that scene, you're like, oh, it peaked. That's It's not going to reach that level any more times in this movie. You just knew it right away. Yeah. I was like, son of a bitch. Anyway, 
You guys got any more thoughts about this fuck fest of a film? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. No. <laughs> on that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com. Facebook, we're Cinema Slayers Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, we're Cinema underscore Slayers. Uh, TikTok, we're Cinema Slayers Pod. YouTube, search for Cinema Slayers Podcast. Uh, also, if you're in the Chicagoland area, September 2nd, Friday, Logan Square, there will be a Black Wrestlers Matter wrestling event featuring our very own wrestler. Yes, sir, Justin. And we are one of the sponsors of that show. Me and Heather will be in the front row. You know, so if you're in the area, you want to see Justin, you want to see Heather and I, you want to see some great fucking wrestling, you know, go see the show. Tickets are available online. Um, yeah, we're going to start doing, we need to do some promotion at that event this week. Some more stuff. We'll actually promote, we'll put the link for the tickets on the, the Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We'll do all that. Um, yeah, so definitely check that out. Uh, shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme songs respectively, or our theme song and logos respectively. Uh, oh, yes, real quick, back to Black Wrestlers Matter. It is also streaming online, so if you are not in the Chicagoland area, you can still watch the event. It's streamed, and that'll be one of the links and stuff we post for that, too. Um, yeah, give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button hit that little bell notification button you know do all the things that every other youtuber says at the end of one of their videos just do that for our video too might as well um <laughs> tell your family tell your friends tell your friends family tell your family friends and most of all tell those dear sweet mothers because mothers love eat yourself i'm just gonna cut you off heather i'm gonna do it do it mothers love eat yourself that's what I was going to say. So perfect. Because that's the only answer. That's the only answer for yeah. this movie is Idris Elba. Because mothers will right. not love anything else in this movie. The only thing you're, mothers you're will love. You're not wrong. You're not is wrong. Is True. Uh, and most of all, just remember, as I end the YouTube videos, the TikToks, and this podcast, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight. And sure as fuck not Beast is the best picture winner. I honestly think there's a better version of this movie where um, that idea about every scene is just a different black actor. You know how you make it even better? Every scene, the guy gets killed, and then just the next actor comes and just keeps playing the same role. They just ignore the fact like he just died. They treat it like Kenny from South Park. Yeah. Just next scene, like they watch him get brutally murdered and it just goes to a, a scene of the, the girl's faces. And they're like, and then it just goes back and it's just the, the lion's no longer killing a guy. And it's just, you know, the next actor runs up to the car, goes, girls, is everything okay? I got to get in the car. It's just a new actor every time. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's trying to grab that gun and he can't get it out of the car. And he's like, ah. And then whenever the camera cuts and he moves the other way, now it's Denzel Washington. And he's under there. <laughs> or or like I said, you could do it where he's reaching good. for the gun, gets mauled, and then it pans back to under the car, and it's already the new actor, and he reaches for the gun and gets it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like characters dying in Jumanji <laughs> coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, think about it. You could have Michael Jai White, Kevin Hart, Denzel Washington, 
Denzel Washington's son. I completely blanked on his name. John, John David, David Washington. Yes, him. Will Hell, Smith, Dave Chappelle. Just, let's Silva, just go all out. Dave this. Chappelle. Just fucking <laughs> everyone. Just. Oh, man. You Kevin Hart in there, you know? Yeah, Kevin Hart. <laughs> just everyone. And it's just Tyler Perry can make an appearance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, you know, like all that shit. It'd just be fantastic. Just imagine Tyler Perry getting ate by that line at the end. Just have Marlon Wayne's everybody making an appearance real quick. Just oh, Ooh, yeah. Donald Donald Glover, yeah, Donald Glover, everybody. Oh, it would have been that would have been fantastic. Yeah, and, and they each and like the thing is too is they could each play the character the way they would play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't even try to keep that thread the same. Like play it in your like your character version of it every time. And it's just like oh, five man, minutes I want to see guy. that movie. Oh, that would have been great. You know what's yeah. not great? Jimmy Fallon. So Idris Elba was on Jimmy Fallon. And they were doing this whole game little thing. And it's like, you know, Jimmy Fallon's like, oh, like giving Idris Elba a scenario. He's like, oh, you know, if a girl broke up at you with you and you're eating ice cream, what song would you sing? Or like, what would be the song? Like the soundtrack to that. And he was like, Return of the Mac. And there was, and I forgot what it was, the scenario. But Jimmy Fallon's like, well, what song would this be? And Idris Elba goes, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Huh. He got that far. Right? How is that anything other than my name is Hove? (laughs) And Jimmy thought he was singing the Humpty Dance song. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He said, I want to say it was a question about like something about um, like walking in a club or something. I don't know. Yeah, like you, you walk into the club. What's oh, the song playing when you enter? No, or something how do you get like yourself that. hyped up? That's what it was. Oh, yeah. How yeah, do you get okay, yourself okay. hyped up? And he's singing public service announcement off the fucking black album. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Like. That it, it, it's it's an interlude. It's not even a full song. It's a fucking interlude off the Black Album, and it's got one of the most iconic lines on a fucking iconic album. And he says, "Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is," and he's saying "Hove," and Jimmy's like "Humpty." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh. No. At least he made fun of himself a little bit for it. He was like, oh, my bad. I was definitely singing a different song. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, he did that, and they did the Humpty Dance, and it's like, oh, whatever. But fuck that man. How do you... This, oh, no. You, you don't fuck up that... Of, you can fuck up whatever line of whatever song you want. You don't fuck up that line. That is one of my <laughs> favorite lines in music history. Because it's got, like... <laughs> Just the, the, you know, it's got the spoken word stuff at the beginning, and it's just allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hope. Fuck. And it, then it just hits, and it's fucking dun, fantastic. Dun, dun. See? Dun, dun, dun. And the roots started playing it, and then that's when he realized that it was the wrong song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Questlove didn't fuck that up. Song. You know, Questlove and Black Thought aren't about to fuck that up. But no, Jimmy Fallon's joke of a human being ass. Sure as fuck did. Fuck that mate. I just 
I saw that and I just got so irate. Because there's just no excuse for it. Because, dude, I started doing like you, Jazz, and I started playing it in my head. Because as soon as he went, allow me to reintroduce myself, I, I'm like ready for it. And I'm ready to, for the roots to jam <laughs> and all this shit. And no, Jimmy, the court jester of humanity, <laughs> just fucked it all up. Now I want to listen to that song. It's fucking fantastic. I sure as fuck yep. did. After after witnessing that, I sure as fuck wouldn't listen to public service announcement. Put some respect on the song, please. Because it's a fucking interlude. It's not even a full fucking song. And Jay-Z goes so fucking hard on it. And as much as the blueprints, one, two, and three are all great albums. To me, to this day, Jay-Z's best album is still the Black Album. Fucking lovely right. album. And I think part of it could be my first memory of a Jay-Z song was a little bit late, but it was 99 Problems. The first time I just truly remember hearing, I probably had heard other Jay-Z songs. I'm sure I'd heard, you know, Brush Your Soldiers Off and all kinds of other stuff. I'm sure I'd heard some of the other stuff, but like, the song that I just know for the first time that I'm like, fuck, I love Jay-Z was 99 problems. Like, you know what I mean? Just, I, I have that distinct memory and that's that album. Like, what was it? Circa 2006. I probably listened to the black album just on a constant fucking loop so many times. Cause I had just gotten a fucking uh, MP3 player. Dude, I'd put that on and just fucking listen to that album non-fucking-stop. It was like the, the year 2006 was me listening to The Roots Phrenology and the Jay-Z Black album just on repeat. This, those two albums, that's pretty much my entire 2006. <laughs> and so when I, have, when I have the chance to hear Idris Elba rap public service announcement to the roots playing the fucking song and Jimmy the <laughs> I laugh at fucking everything even the most unfunny bullshit ever Fallon ruins it by just bringing up the Humpty dance and don't get me wrong I've got nothing <laughs> against the Humpty dance you're doing the Humpty hump <laughs> I get it there's nothing wrong with that but there is a time and place for that. You know what that time is not? When somebody's singing public service announcement <laughs> by fucking Jay-Z. You are so upset about this. I am. I am so oh no, You completely hate that. Jimmy Fallon now. Oh no. Do you remember the Land of the Lost movie that came out a few years back with Will Ferrell and Danny McBride? Yes. Yeah. The one of the most unfunny movies ever. Jimmy Fallon is that but in person form. <laughs> I hate that man You're so, so much. <laughs> I hate him more for that than I do for James Corden being in cats. That's a big time wow. deal right there. I can't tell you how much rage I have for fucking Jimmy Fallon right now. 
And it's just the more I'm talking about it, the more it is growing. I feel for oh, Jimmy no. Fallon like I do for the movie Midsummer. Oh no. <laughs> You're gonna need a few to cool off from this. I am. Rage. I might record a solo bonus album or episode after this of just me ranting for two fucking hours about how much I hate Jimmy Fallon. Oh no. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all. I just I had to bring that up. It ties into this because it was Idris Elba. So yeah. Just mm -mm. anyway, I'm out. <laughs>